Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca Vitades, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South. Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasure, good evening, and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday night edition here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. You can catch us anytime, anywhere. Of course, our podcast is available following the show. You can access it through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on Podcast. Click on the menu. Click on More. You'll be able to get it done, and we hope you will anytime, anywhere following the show tonight or any other night for that matter. Of course, you can always email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or feel free to call in at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Rudy Dixon, our producer. And coming up later on in the show, we'll be joined by Frank Selfo, the head coach of the Southeastern Louisiana Lions, favored to win the Southland Conference again, favored to be in the postseason again. That's where they are accustomed to being, what's been happening. And obviously, looking forward to talking to Frank. We plan on talking to Tim Rebo of Nichols later this week as well on the show, so stay tuned for that. We'll get into the Saints and much more here shortly, and we'll talk about some other sports stories of the day also. And again, the number to call is 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. And I want to remind you about the original. Yes, we are back for a 29th year. And you can join us on Friday night, September the 1st, first show will take place. We'll be with you each and every Friday night from 6 p.m. until midnight. No coverage like it anywhere in the state on any platform. And we do it in conjunction with CrescentCitySports.com. So we need you to be tuning in by December, excuse me, September the 1st. That's September the 1st, 29th year. The original begins then. We'll have specific school nights each Friday night. Les East and Jude Young will be on location at Francesca's handling the countdown show and throughout the show with us from there with the specific school nights. And, of course, I'll be in studio with Ro Brown, and we sure look forward to bringing it all to you this coming football season for high school football. It's going to be a blast, as always, and we sure do look forward to bringing it to you starting on September the 1st. Will be great. 
All right, of course, the New Orleans Saints reporting full squad tomorrow. First practice Wednesday, seven practices open to the public. Joining us to talk about that for about 10 or 15 minutes. The gentleman does an outstanding job as lead columnist for The Advocate, Rod Walker. Rod, it's always a pleasure. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on, Ken, as always. Well, it's that time of the year. I guess we'll be, we'll be locked in pretty shortly here, right? And and don't uh, we don't get let out for about six or seven months or something like that? Isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought about that this weekend. I was like, man, this is the last <laughs> weekend for a long time. And uh, so, yeah, I just tried to relax and you know just get ready for this grind that's about to start. Yeah, listen, we enjoy it. We laugh about it every year. It's like, oh boy, we're going to do this again. The answer is yes. Let's right. go. You know, whether it's the Saints, obviously college football, high school football, the whole like, and you've covered it all and done a great job at that. And of course, the Saints' primary focus now and. Camp's about to begin, and there's, I think the right word is optimism. Uh, I don't want to, you know, say it's overly ridiculous, but I think most people surrounding the New Orleans Saints, locally, regionally, nationally, I think the right word is optimism. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, and um, before I even get into that, I'll just say, I think last season I was probably a little overly optimistic. I think I picked them going 12-5 and five or something. I was way over on the expectations. I thought this team was going to be really, really good, and they um, obviously disappointed, but I think this year there's you know they've brought in a quarterback that Dennis Allen really wanted, and um, they have some pieces on the defense that's you know starting to get a little older. And the offense has some weapons, especially if Michael Thomas comes back. And the schedule is friendly, it's probably as friendly as it's been since I've been here anyway. And I mean, I mean you've been around much longer than I have, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the schedule is really friendly this year. So to me, if this team doesn't do well this year, then it, it, you know it's time to make some changes. I just think that. You know, I think everything's set up for them to do well, and if they don't, then something's going wrong with this franchise. I think it's a very good analysis. Look, I mean, we all uh, you know, pretty much understood the hiring of Dennis Allen, and most all of us, if not all of us, advocated it because of the fact that this was not a broken situation and the Saints had been successful for a long period of time, and he was part of that, and the players wanted him, and the owner wanted him, and the GM wanted him, so... There's that. Everybody likes him, would like to see him succeed. Do we know he's that guy yet? No. But I think we're, we're fixing to find out because this is more his team. This is more his staff. And I think that's very important because although we all loved Drew Brees, we all love Sean Payton and what they did for this franchise, the further down the road you get away from that, the better because you've got to, you've got to be relevant now and in the future, not live in the past. Yeah, that's an excellent way to, to – uh... To state it, Ken. I mean, I think, and I understand. I mean, you know, this team and this franchise and this city, you know, they kind of held on to that breeze and Peyton thing as long as they could. But I mean, it's sort of time to get away from that. And you know, Dennis Allen, he's made some changes. Uh, even on his, you know, his coaching staff this year, you know, he brought in his own defensive coordinator instead of, you know, leaving some of the, you know, instead of keeping some of the guys who were here during the Sean Payton era. So, uh, you know, brought in Joe Woods. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely trying to put his own stamp on this team. And again, I mean, I was. Just reiterate, you know, he brought in Derek Carr, who's a guy, a guy he drafted, you know, you know, years ago when he was with the Raiders. So uh, I think Dennis has definitely done his part to make sure that this is his team. And uh, again, now it's up to him to, you know, to show that the decisions he's made and the moves the team's made are the right ones. Ron Walker with us from the Advocate. Yes, listen, I think he tried to honor tradition. He tried to honor people he knew and worked with, but the co-defensive coordinator thing was never going to be a great idea. Uh, the quarterback situation was unsettled and in a mess and tried to get good explanations as to why things were happening, and sometimes they stumbled over the explanations, and 
not knocking what they did, but bottom line is they realized that they needed to get better at that position. It wasn't going to be Andy Dalton. It wasn't going to be Jameis Winston. It needed to be better, and they addressed it. And people ask about Carr because he's obviously the most significant piece to all of this. And my position from day one is he's an upgrade. He's not great. If he's at his best, he can be good, perhaps very good at times. He may not be top 10, but he's top 15 in the league. And if he plays well, he could be top 10. That's been my position since they got him. Obviously, he's got to play better than he played last year. Yeah, I agree with all that. And I think and the day they actually signed him, I think one of the things I wrote about was that I, don't, I do think he's an upgrade for sure. I don't know if he even has to be great. I just think he, he needs to be good. I think mm-hmm. his defense, and this is assuming the defense is as good as it's been, but I think his defense can can carry this team. So I, I don't know if they need Carter like come in and, you know, throw for 5,000 yards. But, I mean, he needs to take care of the ball, do the little things, move the offense, you know, move the chains get to the red zone and score, which, you know, they obviously struggle with time and time again. Last season they get to, they could drive down and they just couldn't punch it in the end zone. So if they can just correct all those things, I think this team can be good. But, I mean, Carl's a guy who's been in the Pro Bowl. I mean, he's a guy who could be great. So this may be the perfect situation for him. You know, he he gets the same kind of opportunity that, you could say, Matt Stafford got, you know, when he was <laughs> with Detroit and then went to the Rams and they won Super Bowls. So, I mean, I think Derek Carr's in a similar type situation as far as, you know, what he – inherits and when he when he comes to this team with all the weapons they have especially Michael a, Thomas well yeah that's that's the salient part right there obviously but I think you're right on I think there's a really good analogy with Stafford Stafford everybody recognized he was a good player in Detroit with a bad organization and a bad team and most people perceive the New Orleans Saints to have been a good organization and a good team and let's see if that pans out Thomas came back largely because of Carr he was all in on it Cam Jordan was all in on it and advocating card. Ditto for DeMario Davis. And that's what sold me on the whole thing initially was seeing these guys who are the leaders of this team step up and say, we want this guy. You know, let's go get him. And they did. That spoke volumes to me. Now, Carr, since he's gotten here, look, he's, he's a grand slam in baseball terminology thus far. He's handled everything beautifully. He said all the right words. Uh, his teammates like him. He has the confidence of his teammates. He's just got to go play now. And, and I don't know that any of us knows what that's going to look like, but you know, I, I believe he'll be better than what they have. How much better? I really cannot answer that. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you've, you've mentioned it, but, I mean, yeah, he definitely won this locker room over. From the very moment they found him, I mean, he was reaching out to players, and he was just, you know, I know Eric McCoy tells the story about, you know, Carl watching a game film from him for like two, or three, two seasons ago, and he remembered a specific play that Eric McCoy made blocking down the field and that Alvin Kamara touchdown against Green Bay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's done all his homework, done all the little things right. He looks good in the mini camps. And, um, you know, but like Cam Jordan kind of reminded us, you know, that's mini camp. Nobody's hitting you. Um, the pressure's not coming to you. So, um, I mean, yeah, he's done everything right, but we still have to see what he can do in live action with his offense. And, uh, you know, if he if he can look like he did in training in, in mini camp, I mean, I mean, he'll be – he should be really good. But – It's too early to say right now. We know the primary concerns, and when it comes to offensive line, it's about health because they've invested so much draft equity in that offensive line that if they have everybody healthy and Penning is what they think he is, they should be good. But the health is the biggest issue there, and, and, and frankly, it has been for the last couple of years because McCoy was really the only guy they could count on for the most part last year that didn't have any kind of injury situation that kept him out for an extended period of time. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been their most consistent guy. Um, Arthur Ramchek, you know, when he's healthy, he's one of the best uh, right tackles in the league. And, you know, you, he's a guy you feel like you can count on. But uh, that left tackle position would be one of the most interesting training camp battles, I feel. I mean, I think you want to see Trevor Penning win that job after, you know, last year he, you know, came in and had the injury and James Hurst had to stick in, but had to step in. But Trevor Penning is a guy that, you know, they, they drafted high, you know, in, in 2022. So you want to see him come in and, and play well and win that job. And um, that's going to be really key for the team. You want to see Andrews Peak. You want to see him stay healthy. I mean, he's, you know, battled his injury. I think he's played 17 games total in the past two seasons. And, you know, you just need that consistency up front, consistency up front because, you know, protecting Derek Carr is going to be important to this to this offense. And um, obviously, that all starts right there. You got uh, Cesar Ruiz, you know, he's coming off of a foot injury. And so, I mean, they. They're banged up a little. I mean, they you know they were banged up a little bit last year, and if they can rectify that, this team can, you know, that's going to be a very key part of how successful this team can be. Then, of course, there's the running back situation, which remains a concern to me because we all still feel like some discipline is coming from the league for Kamara. How much? We don't know. We can only speculate. Four games, six games, whatever. But you got to believe something's going to happen, and then. The health of Kendry Miller. Is he healthy or not? If he is, they envision him as an every-down type of back. If he's not healthy and Kamara's suspended, you've got Jamal Williams and Eno Benjamin. Thus, that becomes a concern. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Kamara definitely gets, you know, I don't know how many games, but I'll say three or four minimum. And, you know, if he gets that, I mean, this is, he's a big part of this offense. And um, Kendry Miller's a guy who, we didn't get to see him do much in minicamp at all, but I mean, I did see him walk onto this practice field, and he definitely looks the part. And you know, you just watch what he did at TCU; he looks like he'd be really good. And you know, he's a guy who I think the Saints feel like you know he could be the successor to, to Alvin Kamara. You know, when when Kamara's time here runs out, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing what what, what he can what he can do. Um, and I think Jamal Williams was a good pickup this year. I think they they added depth to some positions they needed to add depth to. To me, the biggest concern for this team is the defensive line, the interior defensive line especially. I just think that side of the ball is, you know, they haven't been as dominant stopping the run as they have been in the, as they were, you know, you know, three or four years ago. And, um, you know, they, you know, losing Shy Tuttle and David Onyemata, um, those are two big pieces of that defense last year. And um, so they're, they're going to have to be good up front because it's not a good, good up front. I mean, that no balls and, you know, you have some other issues if you can't stop the run. So yeah. I think that's going to be a really important piece to this defense. I think the feeling was that they weren't that good against the run last year with those guys, Tuttle and Onyemata. So they right. basically subbed them out for two other veterans, and they drafted Brzee with the hopes of being a better rotation. They have Malcolm Roach here, of course. I think they've got depth at defensive end. Of course, Peyton Turner's got to show uh, and right. show up. You know, they've got Granderson, who played well, and Passignan, who's certainly can, can play snaps and do a solid job. And we know what Cam Jordan has been, and you hope he will be moving forward. And then you drafted Isaiah Foskey, and I know they have high hopes for him too. So not as concerned about the end spot as the tackle spot. Linebacker depth is certainly a concern, and you hate Caden Ellis getting away, and you hope he's not the next Trey Hendrickson, right? Right, no doubt. Because um, to me, that linebacker spot is really thin. I mean, once you get past DeMario and uh, Pete Werner, I mean, it's a sort of a drop-off right there. Zach Barnes hadn't really... You know, he hadn't really panned out like I thought he would. You know, he's played, you know, been pretty good on special teams. Uh, same thing for um, Andrew Dow. You know, he's been a good special teams player. But they haven't really just had that person to to step up. I mean, they normally, you know, they're playing two linebackers mostly. So, you know, you, DeMario Davis rarely gets – I mean, he hadn't 
basically hadn't been hurt his entire career, so you can sort of count on him. Pete Warren's a guy who, you know, he's had some nicks and been banged up a little bit, so um, you you need those guys to stay healthy. If not, there's a, there's a drop off there unless they, you know, unless they can find somebody here, you know, before the season starts to bring some um, veteran experience in, into that linebacker role. Rod Walker with us from the Advocate for a few more minutes. I like the cornerback position. I think it's deep and it's good. I'm not as sold on the safety position. I'm not sure what kind of depth they have there. Yeah, you know, the cornerback, you know, you got, obviously, we know Lattimore, you know, he can, he's one of the best in the league at his position. And, you know, there were times when <laughs> you were kind of scared about the guy on the other side. But this training camp, I think you have a good position battle between Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty solid about the other side of the, um, on the other cornerback side, um, obviously Lattimore, safety, you got tired. And then Marcus May, who, you know, he actually has his trial tomorrow for a DUI that in Florida that was before he um, even became a saint. And I think that was 2021. <laughs> it's kind of been lingering forever. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but I mean, there's a good chance he'll, you know, he may miss some games as well. So that's going to be yes. big. And they'll have to find someone else to, um, step up at safety. I know they brought in Jonathan Abel from the Raiders and you got JT Gray who's been more of a special team specialist kind of guy. So I mean they'll need some help at safety maybe if you know they might have to go without Marcus May for a while. So that's all that's also big. The team doesn't have P J Williams who's been Mr. Versatility in the secondary when when he was here, but you know, he's not on anybody's team right now, which is a little bit surprising to me. But yeah, this is a that that, that safety position could be a concern, especially if Marcus May gets uh some type of suspension. Yeah, listen, and then, of course, the kicking game. I, I know a lot of speculation about competition, but uh, in my mind, it's going to be Lutz and Gilligan. I just think they're trying to push them forward and get them back. Uh, Gilligan didn't have a bad year last year. He just wasn't as good as he was his rookie year. And, you know, Lutz did not have a good year last year, but it wasn't terrible, and they know what he's capable of. I just think they're pushing those guys, and, and I do believe it will be Lutz and Gilligan. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do think it'll be Lutz, and I think it'll be Gilligan, but I do think they brought in uh, Blake Groupe, who's you know, a rookie from Notre Dame, who looked good in minicamp. You know, he was, and, and I asked Dennis Allen about him one day. You know, he said, you know, they want somebody in there who could, they want to kind of spice up that competition, and, you know, uh, you know, competition makes everybody better. So that's what they're um, counting on to, uh, you know, help Will Lutz. You know, he was 23 or 31 last year on field goals, so they want to see that number improve because obviously you get down <laughs> – in that territory, you want to score some points, even if it's just three points. There were some times, there were eight times last year they didn't do that. Yeah, no doubt. And, and look, when you're kicking indoors most of the time, in particular, you know you got right. 80, 83 to 88 percent or so from inside, you know, of uh, 45, and you got to be 50 percent, 50 and up. That's pretty much the way the league is, has gotten now. So I think it's an imperative to go that route. And, and then, of course, the return game is not as important because of the kickoff rules continuously changing, changing fair catch now in play punt returns, Shahid can do that, but I think they'll utilize him more on the outside. Last but not least, the division, you know, my position is the Tampa Bay's all in on Caleb Williams. I think they're, I don't think they care about winning this year. I really don't. I do think that Atlanta and Carolina are doing it the right way. I like what Atlanta's done offensively. They get Pitts back. They get Bijan Robinson. You know, I like what Carolina has on defense. I think they're good on defense. Uh, if you ask me right now which one would be the one to be most concerned about this year, I might lean toward Carolina. They're both doing it right, but the Saints clearly have the best roster right now in this division. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at the quarterback, I, I think you could almost argue that 
and this is even including James. I think the Saints may have the best two quarterbacks in the league. And I think it depends on how we don't know how good Bryce Young is going to be at Carolina. I mean, he may come in here and just you know <laughs> set the world on fire. But um, I, I do think it may take him a little time. But you know, we'll find out soon because the Saints played him you know second week of the season on Monday night. But um, to me, I think that I think the Falcons are probably I'd probably give them a slight edge on the Panthers. But I, I think the division. I think it's a three-team race, and I think um, I think Tampa Bay, like you said, I think they're definitely they'll definitely be coming in last this, this season. But um, I think the Saints are the, they have to be the favorites. I mean, it, they didn't have too much coming back, and uh, uh, too much coming back, and they have the best quarterback in the division. So I just think yeah, I think you have, they have to be the, the favorites going into this season. I got them at ten wins. Of course, that can change based on health by the start of the season. But everybody always wants to know the number. That's where I've got them right now. Yeah, I think I I'll probably be a little bit optimistic like I was last year. I won't go as crazy as thirteen, but I'm probably gonna go up to eleven. I, I'm thinking, and uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm gonna say eleven and six right now. I just think I think being matched up with the AFC South, I think I mean I don't think any of those teams can can beat this team. And I, I, you know, I just that's how confident I am about that. And I think the Saints will do very well in their division. And uh, so I mean, you look at the quarterbacks they face; they don't. Trevor Lawrence is probably the best quarterback the Saints face this season, and that's again, that's not. I don't know how good Bryce Young is going to be, so I'm kind of excluding him from that list. But just based on the experience and what we've seen, I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, probably the best quarterback that they face. So I, I think the, set, the schedule set up for this team to be successful. Rod Walker of the Advocate, read his work every day, uh, hard copy and online. Of course, follow him on Twitter as well. Let the fun begin. Rod, thank you so much for the time as always, and keep up the great work. Uh, right, anytime, Ken. Thanks, man. My wow. pleasure, Rod Walker. All right, we'll take a time out here. When we return, media days for the Southland Conference and Southeastern Louisiana, the favorite again. Frank Selfo's done a magnificent job there. And we'll talk to Frank next to get his take on the conference and his Lions when we continue with all access for a Monday night. Ken Trahan with you on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like, move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. How can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? 
I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Right now, save $60 when you buy a DeWalt impact driver or drill for just $99 each. Lowe's Nose Pros, valid through A2. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Saints full squad officially reports for the start of training camp tomorrow. We will have full coverage at CrescentCitySports.com. In golf, American Brian Harmon captured his first major, easily winning the Open Championship at Liverpool by six strokes over four other Sunday. Harmon finished with the final round 71, and he was never threatened. First baseman Fred McGriff and third baseman Scott Rowland were inducted into the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame Sunday. LSU football got a commitment over the weekend from Manny star linebacker Tylen Singleton. Singleton 6-2-2-10, chose the Tigers over Tennessee, Texas A&M, Arkansas, TCU, Michigan, USC, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and others. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access. 
on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Getting ready for the college football season, media days for the Southland Conference, and no surprise, Southeastern Louisiana picked first in the league this year. That's been what this program has been all about under the gentleman that joins me now who's just done a terrific job of not rebuilding, but building that program into an elite program at the FCS level, a perennial postseason team, top 25 for straight years. Great to visit with our friend Frank Selfo. Frank, how are you? Yeah, Ken, I'm doing well, man. Uh, just getting ready to start, ain't this? You know, uh, it's that time of the year. Now, you don't mind the hat being put on you. You welcome that, don't you? Well, you, you got to remember that the, it really doesn't mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a preseason poll. Nobody, we don't care about it. Uh, you know, I guess it's more for the fans and the media, but coaches and players really don't care. You you, you know, you got to get it done on the field, and uh, that that doesn't change no matter where you're picked in the polls. Looking at the conference this year, UIW uh, picked right behind you, very close in the preseason poll, and then of course McNeese and Nichols. In the next spots, uh, Northwestern State, AM Commerce, Lamar, and HCU. First and foremost, it's good to see the Southland Conference is still alive and thriving. I know a lot of people were concerned with the Texas schools pulling out and everything else previously, but this place isn't a good place, isn't it? Well, look, the two out of the last three Walter Payton Award winners are from the Southland Conference. Jerry Rice Award winner, which is the top freshman in the nation, Southland Conference. Uh, we had someone team, UIW got all the way to semis last year. We played in the second round and lost in overtime. Uh, we, we rep, this conference represents itself well, Ken, throughout the country. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's any secret that, that, you know, we're looking to expand our footprint and we're going up to Eastern Washington this year, which is, you know, playing on the red field. That's a, a program who's been a perennial power, blue blood, you could say, at the FCS level. And uh, they, they'll come down here next year. And then next year we start a home-and-home with South Dakota State. who just won a national championship. And they picked number one in the nation again. So, you know, I think before we, we couldn't get those games because they, we didn't bring any value. And we're getting those games because of the value that we do bring uh, playing against each other in these intersectional rivalries. Two-time Southland Conference Coach of the Year, Frank Selfo, joining us. And you know, interesting thoughts today about the whole – FBS situation with the roster building and all the numbers and the transfer portal and everything else. And you had some thoughts about that today. And and how much more difficult is it for FCS schools, given uh, what's transpiring at the FBS level right now? You know, I think everybody's in the same boat. I don't, I don't think anybody has an advantage or a disadvantage. And that's, you you really don't hear uh, uh, a lot of negative stuff when it comes to that you're disappointed when you lose a guy and you're disappointed sometimes of the way that it's done where uh, uh, coaches contact your players before they go into the portal and look we're our own worst enemies ken that we've always coaches have always figured out a way to circumvent some of the rules or to bend them or to push the the envelope so that that you know the competition to win i mean you just got to win you got to figure out a way to do it and some people have gone overboard with that. So, I, you know, I, I don't I don't see – we're not at a disadvantage with anybody that we play against. And, uh, you know, for that part, I, I welcome it. But when they talk, start talking about solutions to this whole thing, it's, uh, 
you know, it really becomes like it's it's not that hard sometimes. Now the NIL deal is completely different than the portal. Uh, the NIL is going to be something that legislation is going to have to probably come in on it. They're going to have to have a uh, uh, you know they've they've talked about everything from revenue sharing uh, within the conferences to uh, at the FBS level to uh, making all the all the rules mandatory, not state to state like it is now. So there's a, I think that that matters a lot more compli- complicated than the transfer portal, uh, but they tend to get lumped together, and uh, they're really two separate issues that you're dealing with. Schedule opens with a bang, of course, going to Starkville. You know, you got South Alabama as a good program as well. You know, before you make a long trip to Washington State, uh, talk about the construction of the schedule and 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 what you like about the way it's set up right now. Well, I don't like anything, Ken. I don't like having to go to Starkville and play in Mississippi State. And uh, South Alabama's going to be their best team they've had. I mean, they got a, they got a heck of a quarterback coming back, Carter Bradley, uh, that uh, I worked with his dad in Jacksonville for three seasons, uh, Gus Bradley, and he's a heck of a player. So he's coming back for his senior season. And then, you know, you go to Eastern Washington, like I said, one of the perennial powers in FCS football. And uh, that's a team that's uh, at home. They're very dangerous, and uh, they're very good. So, you know, it's three games right off the bat. We'll we'll figure out who we are pretty quick. And uh, you know, it's it's not that you shy away from competition or anything like that. But what you got to be aware of is that sometimes when you when you really front in, front load your schedule like this, and you don't have the success that you want, that you have a tendency to get down and. We went through it last year, losing Lafayette and Florida Atlantic on the road, and we had some, you know, some heads were hanging, but our guys bounced back, and we were resilient. Went nine and two the rest of the way, and you know, so it's it's uh, it's one game, and all of these are one game, and uh, we're going to prepare during camp, and that's where our focus is right now is getting ready for camp next week. But and the games will come when they come. Talk about the most important position, quarterback, because it's been good to you since you've been there. You've had the right guys. You've brought in the right guys, different types of players, all of whom have been effective. Talk about that position now for this season. Yeah, I think we've, we've really done a good job at that spot. Uh, developed. Greg Stevens our coaches our quarterbacks. He's also our coordinator. Uh, you know, we, the, I think the best part about what we've been able to do, we've been to the playoffs three times, and we'd have three separate uh, starting quarterbacks. And that's why the consistency in our program is, is what I'm most proud of, is uh, being able to, to move forward and win and get into the, into the playoffs and get into the national spotlight, even though we're turning over at that position. And Jason Berger was there as our starter in 19. Cole Kelly backed him up and played some. And then Cole Kelly was our starter in 21, and Cephas Johnson backed him up and played some. And then Cephas was our starter last year, and Eli Sawyer backed him up and played some. So we've, we've been playing two quarterbacks. I think if you go back to Tulane, uh, we had Patrick Ramsey and J.P. Lossman at the same time. And, you know, those guys, Patrick played the majority of the time, but J.P. got some reps in. So uh, we're, we're kind of following that same thing. And I can see us playing uh, Eli Sawyer and Zach Claymore and even Cam Cooper, all three of those guys. We could play one, two, or all three during the course of the season or even during the course of a game. We're going to do whatever it takes to win. And I think it, where, where, where it really shows, Ken, is uh, how unselfish our guys are in our program. Because if you look at the quarterback position and you say, well, if I'm not the starter, I'm transferring. And that's not what's happened. Our guys competed. They make each other better. They pull for each other. But then it permeates throughout the program at each position. 
so that we got we create competition at every position. We don't have any starters returning. Uh, we've, we've got none. Everybody's got to win a job each and every week, and uh, guys are going to play, and we're going to rotate guys in and create depth and, and develop players, and that's what we're doing. So, uh, you know, the quarterback position is no different for us. We don't treat them any different, but they have to act differently from a leadership standpoint. And I think all three of the guys right now that we have in the room competing for that spot uh, for playing time, all those guys uh, represent that. If you have a strength, uh, maybe you have to look up front. Offensive line, you've got, you know, three guys on the preseason all-conference team and, you know, John Allen and Jai Orgeron, Jalen Bell, all of whom are experienced players. you got to feel pretty good about your offensive front. We do, and we've got some depth there, too. You know, last year, uh, by week four, we had lost three starting offensive linemen and our tight end. So we lost four of the front six for the season. And uh, a guy like Jay Orgeron stepped up, became a starter for us at left tackle, and played well. Brockheen Wicks stepped up at right tackle and played out, had an outstanding season, and Javin Turner stepped up and played right guard for us. So... We had three guys that came back in there and started playing for us the rest of the season and, you know, put us in a position to win, not only win the conference championship, but go to the second round of the playoffs. So we've got some depth there. We've got some experience. And I think it goes back again to, you know, the recruit, evaluate, recruit, develop guys, and give everybody that opportunity to grow and develop and not just say, here's our starters. This is who we're going to play with. You guys are going to play the whole game. And we don't do it that way. We get guys rotating in and out, uh, guys are gaining experience. And when something happens, we got somebody ready to go in there and do what they need to do. And I, that's a tribute to the coaching staff that we have here. Defense, you've got a couple of star players back there, of course. You know, talking about Marlon Williams at linebacker, talking about Dante Daniels and linebacker Williams at defensive lineman, I should say, and Daniels linebacker, among others. How do you like your defense? I think we're athletic. Uh, we've got a little more depth than what we've had in the past. That's been a sore spot for us. We got much better last year. Billy Detavio, uh, if you remember, he was with us at Tulane back in the uh, early team, you know, early 2000s. And he came in. I was able to get him on the staff and move him in the defensive coordinator spot. And last year, I think we, we played so well. And uh, we had some issues personnel-wise. We had some injuries. But I saw us come together and do some, I mean, really played well. And I think we'll play a little bit better this year. I think we're more athletic. Like I said, we got a little bit more size. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that whole, that whole unit evolve. You know, last year, you look at what transpired. You know, you were able to hold Northwestern State to seven. But by and large, a lot of high-scoring games, a lot of shootouts. That's kind of the nature of where we are right now with the game, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, I, uh, I heard Kyle Whittingham, uh, head coach at Utah, saying you win games in today's age uh, on offense. You know, and Nick Saban says, hey, you got to score points. you got to win games on offense. And, and you, you're thinking he's a defensive guy with that, you know, that perspective. But what you got to be able to do is you got to defensively, you've got to make stops uh, just every now and then. You don't it's, – it's hard to stop people, Right. Uh, but what you got to be able to do is have a stop at a key moment. And it might be uh, it, it's a 38-35 game, and you get that stop, and then you go down and score and win 42-38. So it's, it's, uh, it, your, your defense has to rise. you got to get a turnover. you got to take care of the ball on offense. That's not coach speak because those at-bats mean points. And, uh, you know, when you're kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, there's a good chance you're not going to win. 
So you got to score touchdowns when you get down in the red zone. So that all of those things go hand in hand. But defensively, uh, you're not going to shut people out. That doesn't happen too often. But if you can get stops in key moments, uh, I think you put yourself in a position to come out on the right side of the scoreboard. How close are you getting to that top level of the FCS? I mean, you talked about the South Dakota team, the North Dakota teams, the people that are always going to be there, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Uh, these are dominant programs. Where do you see yourself right now? How close are you getting to that level from the standpoint of talent and depth that you need to compete with these guys? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest – I think our, our players on the field are pretty doggone good. We've got to get a little more depth, so we're pretty comparable. Uh, I think the biggest issue, Ken, in the South in FCS football as opposed to the North, when you look at South Dakota State, they've got one program up there that the entire state supports. Same thing with North Dakota State, Eastern Washington. Those teams up there, they've got a rich history of, uh, from the standpoint of facilities, salaries, uh, the amount of money. Those guys have NIL programs that are set up, collectives that are set up within their programs. And there's not a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, recruiting against each other. We've got six uh, uh, FCS programs in our state alone, just here in this state. And we're competing against each other. Well, we've got another, what, what four FBS for five FBS programs in this state. So we've got a lot of competition for the talent. And that's what kind of waters it down a little bit. And then obviously we're not a state that's rich in oil and gas that pumps a lot of money into the universities, especially from an athletic standpoint. So we're behind in some of those things. But I think on the field, uh, I, I feel real comfortable about uh, lining up and going to Eastern Washington this year. We would not have taken on South Dakota State if I didn't think we were ready. So I'm anxious to look and see where we are when you look at the number one ranked team in the country and, uh, you know, a team that just won a national championship. I'm looking forward to that. But we got some stuff to do this year. we got to continue to grow and get better. And I learn each and every year uh, by going on the road to these guys, going to Montana, going to James Madison, going to Sanford, going to Southern Illinois. I'm seeing these programs who have been – perennial powers and what we're lacking and where we got to continue to improve on. A couple of minutes left with Frank Selfo before we let him get away. As far as the conference is concerned, Coach, you know, we mentioned the, the picks that were made, and, and that's only worth the paper it's written on. But how do you see the league this year? How tough is it? And, you know, teams that you feel like you're going to have to beat if you're going to win it again. You know, uh, last year the only conference game we lost was to Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, we, we beat uh, UIW on the last play of the game. We beat uh, McNeese by one uh, on the road. Uh, Lamar we went back and forth with. Northwestern was tight early on. Uh, Nichols is always flip a coin there for us. So, you know, when I look at the schedule and I look at who we're playing week in and week out, you can't tell in this league. And, and the hardest thing now, Ken, and, I, and uh, you know, all the head coaches, we agree on it, we kind of know what we have on our team, but because of the transfer portal, you don't know what the other guy has anymore. You know, in the past, you could look at the roster and say, well, they lost, you know, 14 seniors and they signed these guys and, okay, here's what they got. Now, you know, guys are signing 15 and 20 transfers, and uh, we're not in that business. We build ours with the local high school guys. We got 73 guys on our team right now that are within 70 miles of our campus. They went to high school within 70 miles of Hammond, America. 73 on our team. So we're showing we're going to build it with kids from South Louisiana. But a lot of these other teams are building it with transfers. So sometimes you really don't know what you're going up against. And, 
uh, thank goodness we don't get to conference play until week four. Uh, we'll be able to take a look at uh, Houston Christian and see what they have in those first three weeks. But uh, it's kind of hard to say. I think the conference is balanced. I think it's tough to win on the road in this conference. The numbers prove it. And uh, you got to bring the A game each, each and every week or you're not going to win the game. Well, you've certainly done it with primarily South Louisiana talent and Louisiana talent, period, which is admirable. And I think it's the right approach. And you've done it extremely well. Coach Rebo's done that, too, and commend him for yep. that. And we'll talk to him later in the week. But, look, uh, there's good players here and there's opportunity here. And you guys have done a great job of capitalizing on that. Last question, too, is has the job been what you thought it would be now that you look back five years down the road? Is it this is exactly what you thought it would be or is it even better than you thought? I, I, it's what I thought it could be, but I think it can get better. And that's the exciting part for me. I was able, I was fortunate to work with the administration this past January and sign a long-term extension onto my contract. So uh, I'm not going anywhere. And it's because of the ability to live in, a, in Hammond, America, coach here at Southeastern with the support that we get, uh, play in this state, be in this state, and recruit the people in this state and give everybody an opportunity. But also, if I didn't think we could win, why stay, right? Well, I know we can win. We're proving that. And I want to win on a consistent basis. And now I just want to continue to climb the ladder up to the top. Keep it going, my friend. Done a great job and surely do look forward to the start of the season, opening in Starkville on September the 2nd. And, hey, go beat the Bulldogs. Why not? <laughs> why not? That's exactly right. But thanks again for everything you do, man. You know that. Uh, y'all do such a good job with high school sports here. And, and that's what I was talking about, the passion of the players and the fans and the high school coaches here just do an unbelievable job. We get kids that are ready to play, and, you know, that's what we're doing. We're playing them early on, and uh, we're having success by doing so. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the time. Same here. Thank you, buddy. All right. That's Frank Selfo of Southeastern Louisiana. Again, the season opens September 2nd at Starkville against Mississippi State at 3 p.m. Then at Mobile the following Saturday, the 9th, 4 p.m. against South Alabama. Easy trip to make there. Not so easy to go to Cheney, Washington, week three, mind you. But then conference play begins on September 23rd, Houston Christian at Strawberry Stadium. The home games this year. In Hammond, or Houston Christian, on September 23rd. Tarleton State on September 30th. Lamar, October the 14th. McNeese on November the 4th. Nichols on November 16th. But, of course, there's opportunity to get to Natchitoches when they play Northwestern State October 21st. Certainly can drive there and get to that locale. So... There's that opportunity as well. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll get you caught up on some Pelican news, among other things, as we continue with more of All Access for a Monday night. Ken Trahan here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. This week at Macy's, get them ready for the classroom and every play date with savings on back-to-school essentials they need, like 25 to 40% off specials for kids from Levi's, Epic Threads, Nike, and more, or 25 to 50% off Jansport and High Sierra backpacks. And shop Toys R Us for fun toys from Discovery, Play-Doh, and more, 10 to 50% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 
Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. Why are you walking to work? Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They are draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait, you're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SMART for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code SMART. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SMART for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SMART. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Right now, save $60 when you buy a DeWalt impact driver or drill for just $99 each. Lowe's knows pros. Valid through A2. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Comedy fans will want to head to Boomer's Nightclub at Boomtown Casino this Friday night for a live performance from Mia Jackson, starting at 7 p.m. And on Saturday evening, head to the House of Blues for Q, the music of Queen, performing all of Queen's greatest hits. Showtime is 8 p.m. Grab dinner before the show starts. For more info on what to do this weekend, pick up the new issue of Where You At all over town. And save the date for the Where You At 25th Anniversary Party at Generations Hall on September 1st. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Well, it's New Orleans Pelicans offseason of sorts. Of course, the summer league play concluded, 3-2. and two. We've talked about that and the, the positives that came out of it. Now you get ready for training camp but first and foremost there's competition taking place before that which will involve Pelicans players we previously told you about Brandon Ingram making it to the USA men's national team which will compete at the 2023 FIBA men's basketball championship to be held August 25th through September the 10th in Manila and certainly think Brandon Ingram will represent himself well there got to earn the playing time with a very talented roster of NBA players but he certainly has the ability to be able to do so meanwhile 
a couple of players entering their third seasons in the league with the Pelicans, Herb Jones and Trey Murphy III, have been named to the 2023 USA Basketball Men's Select Team. That was announced by USA Basketball. Of course, Jones, outstanding defender and, you know, a modest offensive player who's improving a little bit in that regard. Murphy had a breakout year this past year, really emerged as not just a shooter better than 40% from three-point range, but a scorer who could get to the basket and get his shot with his length, and he only figures to get better. The select team that Jones and Murphy are part of will train August 3rd through the 6th with the men's national team, including Ingram, during their training camp in Las Vegas, Nevada. The select team will also join Team USA in the Philippines as potential injury replacements, so there's always the possibility of a Jones or a Murphy getting a chance to be with the national team. The other players on the select team include Kate Cunningham of the Pistons, Jalen Duran of the Pistons, Langston Galloway and Jalen Green of the Rockets, Quentin Grimes of the Knicks, Chet Holmgren, the big man from Oklahoma City, John Jenkins of the G League Ignite and Vanderbilt, Eric Mika of the G League Ignite and BYU, Keegan Murray of the Sacramento Kings, Peyton Pritchard of the Boston Celtics, Nas Reed of LSU and the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Jalen Williams of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So those guys, all part of it, and they get the opportunity to be part of this team. Of course, Galloway is a former Pelicans gone out of Baton Rouge, played in 55 games for New Orleans way back in the 2016-17 season. We all know about Naj Reed. Played his one season at LSU before going to the Timberwolves. So you've got some local flavor as part of this select team. Orlando Magic head coach Jamal Mosley is the head coach of the team. Pacers assistant coach Jim Boylan will join Purdue coach Matt Painter as assistant coaches on the team, which includes Herb Jones and Trey Murphy III. And, of course, they'll be in Las Vegas, training with the national team, which includes Brandon Ingram. So, treat Pelicans part of that mix, which speaks well of the current roster that the team has. We're all looking forward to seeing if they can get these guys on the floor at the same time with a degree of consistency. Amen? Amen, indeed. We'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Back with our final segment in just a moment. Ken Trahan, All Access, Monday Night Edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Keeping your kids safe is a full-time job. Whether it's putting on outlet covers, installing child gates, or gluing down your priceless face. So Duracell made one part of childproofing simple. Our lithium coin batteries are the only ones coated in a non-toxic bitterant to help discourage swallowing. Your kid is safer, and you've got one less thing to worry about. 
or glued down. Duracell, engineered for more. Available in 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Increase your vehicle's performance and gas mileage with Lucas Fuel Treatment at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply add it to your tank at your next fill-up to eliminate carbon and varnish deposits. Right now, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Treatment for $10. See store for details. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Keeping your kids safe is a full-time job. Whether it's putting on outlet covers, installing child gates, or gluing down your priceless face. So Duracell made one part of childproofing simple. Our lithium coin batteries are the only ones coated in a non-toxic bitterant to help discourage swallowing. Your kid is safer, and you've got one less thing to worry about. Or glue down. Duracell. Engineered for more. Available in 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't vinyl, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Reportedly visiting with Trey Turner today, the former LSU star. Of course, he's a five-time Pro Bowl selection, but that was with Carolina, and it's been a while. He's 30 years old. Last three years, of course, he spent with three different teams. That would be the Chargers, Steelers, and Commanders. But he still has ability. And obviously, with the injury situation surrounding Andrews Pete, 
Cesar Ruiz, you want to have depth if you can possibly afford it. You got Calvin Throckmorton behind him. Those kids on the roster, you drafted Nick Saldaveri. Got to get him healthy. But again, interesting move to visit with Trey Turner. We'll see if it leads to anything. Our thanks to our guest, Rod Walker, and to Frank Selfo for joining us. Jude Young at you tomorrow night at 6 p.m. with All Access Sports Talk. I'm back on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Until then, for Rudy Dixon, Ken Trahan. Thanks for joining us. Be a good sport, and God bless you one and all. We are rounding third.